There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. been hot hasn't it oh isn't it not putting any kind of judgment on that well, it's changed possibly in the past i might have said oh it's too hot but no that's the old me oh interesting doesn't moan about how hot it's been <laughs> what? 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 You couldn't help yourself. That could have just been an unrelated noise. Why have you decided to become the new you that doesn't complain about the heat? Just because it's been such a long, uh, cold, long, cold winter, lonely winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought I'm not going to moan about it when it's too hot, and I'm hiding away, skulking in the shade. You don't feel we could have done with a little bit of a a warm up to this, like. Winter to summer. I could have done with the spring. Mm, yes, yes, yes. I'm not complaining either. No, no, me either. No, 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 no. My mum, it started raining the other day mm. and she went outside and stood in it. Oh, God. I think it's got as high as 23 where they are, <laughs> oh, though, so it's, yeah. <laughs> it's understandable. Um, so here we are. I went to Legoland. Legoland. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. Legoland Windsor. Yeah, it's on the green, this Legoland. <laughs> you don't have to quarantine. Oh, nice. No PCR tests or anything. Let me tell you about something uh, terrible that happened to me today. Go on. I wish I hadn't just mentioned Legoland there. It sounded like I was about to tell you some stuff about Legoland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you didn't. And actually, we just had a nice time and it was uh, fine. And uh, I don't. I got very, very scared on one of the rides. Are there are rides there. What made of Lego? Um, no, no. I Did everything you think was it was just like little model villages? Yes, because that's an element of it. But also, it's a theme park. Ah. It's a theme park aimed at kids. Anything from two or three to about ten or eleven, I think. Yeah, I just Maybe thought, a bit older. yeah, it was a model village. Okay, no, no. But there was one. It was a Ferris wheel. Yeah. for babies, hmm. and I got a bit nervous on it. Did you? Just the heights. I don't do. I don't. Yeah, I don't do well with a cable car. Oh. It's that same sensation. Yeah, yeah. Um. You see, I feel like I, I allowed myself to be goaded into talking about Legoland. <laughs> I said I had nothing to say about it. I just wanted to make that dumb joke about it being on the green list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and now I ended up telling you a really boring yeah. story that went nowhere, yeah. had no arc. My fault, my About fault. getting scared on a babyish mm. ride. I love, mm. the, I love babyish as an adjective, though. Yeah, I use it a lot. Mm, it's great. Um, 
Let me tell you about something terrible that happened to me today. Okay. I was going to a local supermarket. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you which one it was, if you like. Go on. Whole Foods. Okay. To just do a little shop. Mm-hmm. As I was going in, a homeless gentleman outside asked me for some uh, change. Mm-hmm. I rarely carry cash, and today was no exception. So I said to him, I don't have any money on me, but is there something I can buy for you? He says, yeah, I'd really like an orange juice, please. I said, no problem, I'll get you an orange juice. I go in, I get an orange juice, continue doing my shop. I'm thinking, could I get, could I get him something else as well then? Mm. And as I'm thinking this, I pass refrigerated desserts, and there is a slice of what looks to be like a, a delicious dark chocolate cake. Mm. I think I'm going to get him that. What a lovely treat. Go around, finish my shop, get in the queue. I can see him through the door. So he's literally on the pavement outside the shop. Yeah. So you can see him from where the tills are. So I give him a little wave. I say, one minute, will be one minute. Get the cashier, get to the cashier. And he's super friendly. He's putting things in the bag. As he gets the chocolate cake, he says, oh, have you had this before? I say, I haven't. With hindsight, what I should have said is, no, and actually I'm buying it for that guy there. Mm. But I didn't. Mm. That was my mistake. He says, have you had it before? I said, I haven't. He said, it is delicious. I said, oh, great. Oh, I'm looking forward to that then. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, let, let me tell you, don't heat it up. Have it cold. It's really nice straight out of the fridge. Right. So I said, I will. I'll take that advice. That's good advice. <laughs> yeah. You can tell what happened next, can't you? You won. I can't, I then can't give it to this homeless man. Because you don't want the cashier to see. Because I don't want the cashier to think, why was he, why did we just have this conversation about how he was going to eat it straight out of the fridge and how excited he was to eat it? Well, worse still, I must have overhyped it. Now he's just giving it away because yeah. he can't bear the pressure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like he really recommended it very strongly. So yeah. I ended up just giving the orange juice oh. to the homeless guy mm. and then eating the chocolate cake for myself. Sounds like a bit of an excuse. It was very good. Oh, I bet. <laughs> what would you have done in that situation? I would have just given it to the you just given it to him. He, like, he wouldn't have seen, would he? Would he yeah, have it, was, seen? it was in his. It was in his. It was totally in his eye line. If he'd have glanced in that direction, oh. it would have seemed. But why am I more worried about the cashier perceiving me not taking his recommendation seriously than I am <laughs> about like genuinely helping somebody who probably hasn't had a good meal? And then I was thinking, it's probably good, not good for this guy's teeth anyway. <laughs> Is he going to be able to brush them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, if anything, I'd be causing him a problem by yeah, giving him this cake. Yeah. Now, mm. we're going to hear from drifters. We are. Would it be fair to say hmm. that the trickle has slowed to a drip it's of really stories weird. of social awkwardness? I wonder if it's because it was half term here in the UK last week, but like it was very quiet this week. I don't know what's going on. I feel shunned. But anyway, I've got I've got stuff. Don't worry, it's not going to be an empty segment. <laughs> but I'm I'm sort of thinking um, 
Is it, here's what doesn't make sense to me. The lockdown and social distancing measures have been easing. Mm. So people should have been out like me with that uh, thing that just happened to me. Yes. People should have been having more awkward conversations mm. and social interactions. And yet, maybe people are just, maybe, maybe an unexpected side effect of this pandemic is maybe it has cured some people of their social awkwardness. No. In as much as just being out there is feeling good to people and they're not constantly self-examining. No. I, think I mean, I feels, am. Yeah, it feels unlikely, but yeah. Well. Anyway, as I say, there, there is stuff, but, you know, I, I don't like to have such an empty cupboard. No. I like, I like it to be stocked up. Yes. For emergencies. Yes. Yes, yes. It's difficult, isn't it? Because the, there's, a, a, there's a line to be struck between sounding like you're begging. Mm. Which we are to some extent, right? Mm -hmm. And just sounding like you're grateful for what we have. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. But what you're saying is it wouldn't hurt yeah. if the listeners pulled their weight a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but you are. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, all right. First one's from Joseph. I will warn anyone with small children around. This does contain some slightly adult content. Slightly. So... And and is it something that only a broad-minded adult would enjoy? I don't know, really. I've lost okay. all like track of like what people think and don't think. I don't know. Mm, you have should to spend more time on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we probably should. Okay, so it's from Joseph, and he starts by giving us a little bit of background about his relationship with us, which I enjoyed. He says, I had regularly listened to your show on Absolute and Adrift right up until I moved away from the UK in 2019. I recently started listening again from the beginning, and after hearing a couple of stories sent in by my mum, I plucked up the courage oh. to send in one of my own. Since moving to America, Buffalo, New York, or Buffaloni, as my wife and I call it, <laughs> my small talk game has improved tenfold. Being English, I'm something of an oddity. Yes. Small talk often revolves around where I'm from, people asking me if I know their friend in London, and how many, how many words have different meanings in different places. Yeah, yeah. I'd not long started working for a small family-owned company and I became an instant hit with other staff and customers because I sound funny. One morning, I arrived early, just a few minutes before our accountant, let's call her Anne. Anne likes to talk a lot and on this day, she wanted to talk about hobbies. She told me she used to work in the brewery industry and thoroughly enjoyed going to bars after work with her customers. She had a good relationship with many of her male customers and would have a few drinks with them before showing them her growler. Then she would ask them to fill up her growler. She told me she loves getting her growler out most evenings. She brings it everywhere with her. Sometimes she even asks customers to fill her up real quick in their office. It's very my ding a -ling, this, isn't it? Very much so. Now, as she's telling me these things, I am sure I'm blushing. I knew Americans could be pretty blunt, but I was not prepared for this. <laughs> Surely this is not an office-appropriate topic of conversation, especially not to a younger new employee. As all of this is rushing through my head, she pauses. Are you okay? What? Yes, I'm fine. It sounds like you got on really well with these people. I've never had a friendship like that with my customers back home. We both head off to our desks and I'm feeling awkward and embarrassed. Another colleague comes over some hours later, asks me how I've been getting on. Still not able to shake the thought of Anne's growler. <laughs> I confide in him. He tells me there's nothing wrong with that. It's a perfectly normal thing to do here. 
I mean, of course it is. How prudish of me. <laughs> he then asked why I thought it was a weird topic of conversation. I explained to him that I just had never had a conversation with someone I considered to be a stranger about their lady parts before. <laughs> he made a connection and burst into laughter. No, Joe, a growler is a mug you bring to the bar. It's oh. almost a year on and I still cringe with embarrassment. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I didn't. Oh. I mean, as I was listening to the story, I'm thinking growler has to have another meaning. But oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was that far along, but not yeah. enough to know what it actually meant in that country. I had no idea. Mm, interesting. Okay, let's move on, shall we? Yes. Okay, to Jacqueline. I wonder what they think of... British people, that we would refer to that as a growler. That's the thing that's really, really got me. I wasn't, wasn't going to mention it, but really, I mean... It doesn't reflect well on us, It reflects it? so poorly on us, yeah. so poorly. Okay, from Jacqueline. About 10 years ago, I lived in Montreal and regularly took the metro to get around. One Saturday, my usual train was very crowded, and although I had managed to sit down, most people who boarded after me were forced to stand. At one stop, I saw a man board via the doors nearest to me. He had a small child with him, no more than three years old, and a number of bags as well. Luckily for him, a seat had just become available, a window seat boxed in by another passenger to the left, and me sat in a sideways-facing seat in front of the empty one. The man sat the child in this empty seat and, with a few words of encouragement, went and stood with his bags a few feet away. Now, the man was clearly fit and well in the prime of life, but I felt bad for the little child, sitting all alone, surrounded by strange adults in big wool coats. So I decided I would offer my seat to this man, the child's father, I presume, so that they could be together. I began to rise to my feet while casting my gaze in the father's direction, setting a pleasant expression upon my face in preparation for the generous offer I was about to make. Fun fact. The Montreal, the Montreal Metro runs entirely on rubber wheels and was the first underground system in the world to do so. I mention this because I don't think a rail-bound train, such as there are in the London Underground, would be able to stop with the suddenness and violence that this rubber wheel train then did. The driver must have slammed on the brakes with all she had. To this day, I imagine there must have been a person down there in the tunnels or a large dog or something. I can't imagine stopping with such ferocity for any other reason and have never since experienced a jolt like that on any other means of public transportation. The sudden halt kilt caught me mid-rise, just as I made eye contact with the child's father and uttered the words, Would you... I was unable to finish as the momentum hurled me to the floor and onto the foot of the youth who was standing next to me. <laughs> now, I was also fit and well in the prime of my life. I like to think I still am. But God only knows what 10 stone feel like when they land on your foot like that. <laughs> I wasn't able to really process what had happened, but I grasped the seat and pulled myself partially upright, apologising to the youth I'd landed on while looking back to the man I'd been offering my seat to, red-faced, hair must. He icily refused my request. <laughs> I had to sit for several more stops there next to all of them and heard the youth complaining to his friend that I'd really hurt his foot. I'm quite sure the man would have taken my seat if the offer hadn't turned out to be so embarrassing that he had to disassociate himself from me at all costs. <laughs> I still hate him. That was good. Yeah, enjoyed that. Um, well, there we go. You had those in your cupboard. Yep. Let's see if we can't. You can't get you stocked up with more, though. Yes, please. We don't want an old Mother Hubbard situation, do we? Nope. Um, so please send us your story of uh, some terrible social faux pas. It is hello at adriftpodcast.com. dot <laughs> 
Annabelle. Yes. I am ready for another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. Big news. I've started hugging again. Oh, no, she didn't hug me. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. I should have written it down and hold it up to you. I won't initiate a hug, but if someone goes in for one, I'll let it happen rather than recoil like I did with your mother-in-law, Lynn Barron. Yes, yes. Sorry about that, Lynn Barron. No, you were right I I had a a cold, though, and so I was very conscious about not passing that on. uh, That's... Yeah, that's by the by. Yeah, that's by the by. The 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 salient point was you were saving your first hug for your parents, which I thought was fine. Yeah, but I haven't. You don't need to make yourself. Oh, you haven't. (laughs) No, no, I haven't. Oh, but guess what? What I've hugged twenty three people since I last saw you. Oh, I think you've gone a bit far. Actually, (laughs) are you worried? I've been to a cuddle party. (laughs) (laughs) I'd forgotten about cuddle parties. I know. Do you think they've been disproportionately disproportionately affected by COVID? I think they've been disproportionately affected by it not being 2006 anymore. Oh, they still, they still exist, though. Really? Yeah, I looked them up. But you never hear them mentioned in the same sentence as government bailout, though, do you? Like, let's <laughs> spare a thought for the cuddle party organisers. No, it's because I've been doing some pre-third wave socialising on my mini break last week. Mm. Can I just say, when you say cuddle party, it's not euphemism. It's not like a growler situation. Oh, here. maybe I should point out what the... Doesn't everyone know what a cuddle party no, is? No, I think they were mm, something that niche. we became very interested in. Uh, um, did you go to one? No, no. But I was... I was did, oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, so it's something where it's arranged for people to go in a safe environment and I think... You wear pyjamas? Yeah. You wear pyjamas and there's a lot of hugging going on, but it's all very, like, consensual and non-erotic. All I'm saying is, mm. and I have said this before, and I feel like we're covering old ground here, but mm. on the off chance somebody wasn't listening to the few shows that we talked about this in the mid-noughties. Right, yeah. Sure, sure. There are people, perhaps, who've organised these parties who are doing it in a very pure, unerotic way. Hmm. I think there are some attendees right, who are going along, maybe becoming aroused. I think that's not something a ban. You can't control that kind of thing. Well, then you I mean, you can if you've yeah. got a cold spoon. You can- <laughs> I think that's what they do in boarding schools, isn't it? You have a, a matron. Yeah, spoon in the fridge. They bring that here. At it comes, tap, tap, yeah. yeah. <laughs> tap, tap. <laughs> you know, we did the... Uh, like we should, we should do. Well, like we did the secret waiter. We should do the secret matron at a boarding oh, school. Oh, please. See if that is true. Please, if please. you do keep a cold spoon oh, ready at all times please. in the event of an unwanted. Uh, if you're a boarding school matron listening, yeah. I beg of you to get in contact. Beg yeah. of you. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? I just think I was just saying that yeah. some people would have heard. Oh, cuddle party! Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a devious fellow. No, 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 no. These no, people no, might no, be getting no, no, one no. thing out of it, but no. I'm going to get quite another. Or if you want to be really dark, the people organising it, they had ulterior motives. Right. I think it's just people looking for human contact. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> right, okay, same thing, okay. Mm. Back to me. Yes. So I've been doing a bit of... 23 soci- people. 23 people. Yeah. I've been doing a bit of socialising. What, you- with, a, with two football teams and a referee? <laughs> no! <laughs> I found my socialising... Fine, really. 
because, and I think the reason is because it was all daytime and early evening socialising. So I was always with my three-year-old child. So whenever things got too much, I went off to check on him, which I think is the best thing about having a child. Mm, You can abandon a conversation, like mid-conversation, in the pretense your child is about to do something perilous. Oh, sorry, sorry, back in a sec. You can also leave everywhere early, you know, just say that yeah. they're waking up so early, yeah. like 4.30 it was yeah. this morning. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. So small talk, I found absolutely fine because I followed Sarah's advice. I've forgotten what her vaccine. advice was. You talk about the vaccine. Oh, right. Yeah. Did you meet any Moderna people? I didn't meet any Moderna. Chris Marr. Yeah. This is my best friend from Manchester. Yeah. Moderna guy. Is he? Yeah. Don't you think that's the most indie of all the... uh... It is, because it's the most rare. It's definitely the most rare. What I do as well is I try and bond with the people who had the AZ too, like football fans bond when they find someone Mm. who supports the same team. And it also has the benefit of finding out someone's age, as if they've had the AZ, they're often over 40 now, aren't they? Yeah, that's why I had the Pfizer, because they were worried about blood clotting with a young person. Right, 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 right. They said we can tell you're young in spirit. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, and what I also, when I ask, I also do a little joke where I ask tentatively if they've had the vaccine, like they've probably not had it yet because they look too young. So I'm charming them with flattery, even if they look like they had the oh, Pfizer last great. December. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm really doing is finding out if they're anti-vax so I can agree with them. I hate confrontations. Can't bear it. Can't bear it. Have you come across an anti-vaxxer? No, not face to face. No, no. I haven't. No, I haven't said to someone, have you had the vaccine? And they've gone... No, I don't believe in it. No, I have not. I mean, I, I would be that coward who's like, yeah, oh, right. Right. oh, you think That's that, so interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Even well, I... at the same time thinking you're a terrible person. Well, I don't agree because I had it. But anyway, I had planned to just stop with the hugging, but I went to a barbecue. And as soon as I arrived, I was hugged by someone. And it was in front of like, if it in front of two, and sorry, it was in front of 20 people roughly, approximately. So if I'd spurned it, mm. it would have been like turning down a proposal at the halftime of an American football game or something like that. You know, that that's, what, that's what it would have felt like. And you know what? It broke the ice for me. And it is interesting how much ice had built up since the start of COVID. <laughs> there was a lot of it there, but it did break it for me. Because if you think about it, hugging is strange. I get doing it for comfort. There are biological reasons for that. I don't know what they are. I'm sure I read it once. And some animals do it too. But doing it to say hello, like pressing our bodies up against someone and putting our arms around them. Yes. Holding each other for a few seconds when greeting. Like I'd say that I like my lips mug more than a lot of the people that I hugged <laughs> last week. But did I come over my mini break and hug lips? I did. No, it didn't. Of course they didn't. It didn't even occur to me. The only good thing as far as I can see about hugging, and it's the reason that I do it, is that you don't have to look at each other for a bit. There's no eye contact. Oh, yeah, yeah, And that yeah, for me yeah. is like a moment of relief. Yeah. Like not having to look in people's eyes. Yeah. And that's that's why I've decided to go back to doing it again. So no, I'm not so... going to hug you now. Is that what you're about to ask? I'm going to hug you on your way out. Oh, God. What? I'm only joking. I'm joking. I also uh, like the way you, you sneaked a bit of mug chat into that. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> and I, I feel slightly bad for saying um, about you're a terrible person. I think it is possible to have legitimate concerns and fears if you're an anxious person about a vaccine i think if you think it's a big conspiracy Mm. you're a terrible person well i like to respect everyone's opinion why though some opinions are moronic (laughs) some opinions are moronic that's okay so an informed opinion Mm -mm. carries less weight than an information piece to uh, an opinion pieced together 
by bad information distributed by idiots. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's okay. Okay. But I do think it is okay for people to have legitimate concerns around their anxiety. Yeah, of course, of course. Just not the nutty stuff about okay. Bill Gates okay. controlling you. Do you want to hug it out? Oh, I'd love Bill Gates to control me. <laughs> just love not to have that responsibility myself. Why won't Bill <laughs> Gates control me? <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. First thing I was going to do is recommend something. Hmm. This won't be for everyone. Okay. Are you aware of Bo Burnham? Burnham, I do know that name. Did you oh, watch that film f- guy? He, he made that film Eighth Grade, which yes, I just, which I point. loved, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which we talked about in the podcast before. Yeah, brilliant. He's also a stand-up comedian. He was also the male lead in that film that you really loved with Carrie Mulligan. Oh, pretty young. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Promising young woman. Promising young woman. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Um, I loved it so much. I remember the name of it. No, I did love that film. So that's the guy. And mm. um, he made his name, I think, as a stand-up comedian slash internet video uploader. And then he stepped away from stand-up maybe five or six years ago. And he's made a special, which is on Netflix, which he has done in isolation in his own house. Oh. And I think it is quite brilliant I think if you were to watch it and expect to laugh in the way you would at stand-up comedy, you will be disappointed. But if you want something which is some brill of some, full of some, like brilliant observations about modern life in places and performed magnificently, but actually, it, I don't want to say too much about it because I think you should if you, if you decide you want to watch it, you should let it disarm you but actually it is about anxiety and mental health and the effect that this pandemic and the way it's altered our lives has had on us especially if you're a person who's um been put in a position where you've had to spend a lot of time on your own oh wow okay it is a great piece of art oh brilliant okay so I think it is the brilliant work of a great comic mind. It's not recognisably comedy, but it is fantastic art about those subjects. Okay, that sounds brilliant. Thank so you. So I'm going to uh, recommend that that to people. What, what is it? What's it's, the name of it? It's called Inside. So if you just Inside, go on Netflix okay. and look for Bo Burnham Inside, um, it is extraordinary. But I think some people will watch it and think, I, I don't get it at all. I, I don't like this. Mm. Sarah watched it, thought it was quite brilliant, but also thought it was too long and fell asleep halfway through. And by the end, even though she thought it was brilliant, was thinking, I'm ready for this to finish now. I just found it so compelling. I couldn't stop looking at it. Okay. Um, but it, it's 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 like nothing you've ever seen. So it's sort of difficult to describe because there's 
there's no context for it. So there's that. Then uh, I was going to tell you two. I was going to ask you something. Yep. In your common law marriage, Mm -hmm. if your lover Tom does something Mm. that, and why are you happier with boyfriend? Because it's better than lover. But it's terrible. What's wrong with boyfriend? We all know what's wrong with boyfriend. It's nothing wrong with boyfriend. Babyish. It's a babyish. It's Annabelle. Babyish. What am I supposed to say? Well, lover. Partner. I think I do agree that boyfriend sounds too temporary, but partner sounds too permanent. And lover sounds extremely temporary. No, a lover is what a French person would call their. Uh... Even that's an affair. I'm not having an affair with him. Far, 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 far from it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this too much because my wife has a bit of stand-up about the word boyfriend and it'll sound like mm. I'm just sort of quoting her. But mm. uh, And uh, she's far from the first person <laughs> to have said it, but it's, it's a real girlfriend, boyfriend. He's on... what, what, honestly, what else am I supposed to say? In Sweden, they have a great word. Doesn't a, sound there great. is a word missing here, but Yes, there on. is a missing... That's it, my yeah, problem. Yeah. It, it doesn't sound great in English, mm. but they have the word sambo, which means you live in partner. That's perfect. That's what but I we need. need. We need that word, yeah, but maybe yeah. not that word. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, perhaps there's uh, historical connotations, um, which is unrelated in that language. It just sounds weird in in, Brit- in English. Um, anyway, where was I? Where was I up to? Uh, yeah, yeah. So if there is an issue mm-hmm. with you and this guy mm. <laughs> about something that goes on in your house, how easy is it for you to bring it up? S- let's just say. It was leaving the toilet seat up for because it's an easy one that we all we've all heard about before. It doesn't matter how I bring it up; it will go down badly. So sometimes I think sometimes I try really hard to try and avoid the bad bit, and I put loads of effort into it. Goes badly. Sometimes I think I'm just going to blurt it out in the middle of something. Goes badly. There's it's, it's a lose lose situation. So, same same okay. same here. Isn't okay. it? And I'm sure for Tom, it's the same if he's got something he needs to address. With no, you. no, I'm great about that kind of thing. Take criticism very well. <laughs> So for a long time, Sarah and I have attempted to get into this stuff, which, you know, it's landmine territory. Mm. It's, there's always, it always goes poorly by um, prefacing it by saying, peace and love, peace and love. Oh, I no. just want, and that, yeah, that never yeah, goes no, well. No. I think I've found the solution, but you just need Rudy to be a bit older. Oh, please tell me. Because I've noticed we've started doing this. Okay. So, for example, this morning... I addressed the group, Gene and Sarah. Mm. Guys, yeah, I've had an idea. Yeah. Why don't we start keeping the hairbrushes in a different drawer to the toothbrushes so that we're not picking hair out of the toothbrush every time we need to brush our teeth? Okay. Gene isn't using a hairbrush. Right. He's not putting a hairbrush anywhere. Right. But by addressing the group oh. with him present, I am able to get these gripes out and she doesn't feel victimized she feels like it's a, a well she probably suggestion. does but um she's not going to uh, it's she's not going to get into it with him present i'm going to try this and get back to you next week yeah can't wait to try it yeah so there's there's my piece of advice mm. the other one and um you'll be thrilled to hear after that lego land <laughs> story at the, t- the top of the podcast this doesn't really go anywhere either but I just want to tell you about like the world's worst taxi driver. Oh, please. Come on. I had to take my son to the opticians the other day. There wasn't a, a fast public transport option, so we took a taxi. He has been at a holiday club all day, so he's got a lot to say to me. 
my son this is. Mm. <laughs> we get in the taxi um, and off we go. The driver presses his intercom button. You know, the little light comes on so you know that he's listening and ready to talk. He says, uh, oh, what are you going to such and such an address for? I said, oh, we're going for an optician's appointment. He says, that's a funny place to be going to an optician's appointment. Do you work around there? I said, no, I don't. It's just, it's just where I don't go into, don't get into it. Right. He goes, oh, so what work do you do then? Mm. It's just the worst question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think... If you were, um, well, I don't know. I, th I wonder if it, I always think it's a bad question because of our specific job. Mm -mm. But maybe it's just a bad question because people have always got follow-ups. And no one really wants to talk about their work, yeah. do they? No one. Surely no. no one wants to talk about their job. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I, I'm acutely aware of it in our job mm. because. It doesn't it, feel like a real one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and people have their idea about what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's the radio. And then as soon as you kind of throw podcasts into the mix mm, that's the, yeah. then people have kind of got no either got no idea what it is or they've got too many questions about that as well mm. so he says oh so what do you do then and my answer is invariably oh you know kind of radio podcasts that kind of thing and then gene starts talking to me so i just answer him and then the driver butts in again so so what sort of radio then what do you do then so, you know, just, you know, kind of pop up here and there as a wimpy. Well, what do you mean by that then? Oh, no. It's so, well, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a radio host, but I, do, you know, just uh, do bits and pieces. So, what do you mean bits and pieces then? I mean, don't you want a, don't you want a full time job? <laughs> so, well, I'm, I'm kind of fine, really. I, I did that. And he went, What do you mean you did that? Oh, no, no. So, no, no I, I worked in radio, you know, I had a regular show for a long time and, uh, I just got to a point where it was just a bit too much for me. I'd have done, long, done it long enough and I wanted to make some changes. Well, what, why would you do that, though? I mean, isn't it good? Don't you worry that your career will never, uh, you know, don't you worry it'll just dry up and you won't be able to earn money? I'm thinking, yes, I mean, <laughs> I worry that constantly. It's like it's, you, you're, you're saying me in a monologue out loud to me, but I'm not going to tell you that. Yeah. Oh, not really. Why, why not, though? I mean, what makes you think you'll carry on working? Oh, my God, this is horrendous. I said, well, you know, I've, I've I've done all right. I've been able to keep going. So what's, what's your name then? I say, it's Jeff. He went, well, I, I don't know you, do I? I, said, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't expect you to. And as I said, the radio station we used to work at, he went, oh, yeah, I don't like listening to that because uh, the music gets me too agitated in traffic. It's like, all right, yeah. So I'll tell you who I do listen to. And then he names somebody I used to work with that I don't particularly think very highly of. I said, oh, right, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not going to say, make, go, not go off on my opinion. Mm. He starts telling me why this particular person is the 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 bee's knees. I'm like, oh right. He said, you ever met him? I said, oh yeah, yeah. I used to work with him a bit a few years ago. He said, what's he like? I said, oh, I never really knew him, which is a lie. I didn't know him. He's kind of like an awful person. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he, st you know, starts naming it. So, so why don't you listen to such and such person? I, said, I don't really listen to the. Don't really listen to the radio. I'm not a, I'm a big radio listener. And all the time, Gene is asking me questions, and it's annoying him that he's not getting this time with his dad, right? Because he wants to talk to me. Because we talk, you know, we talk a lot. And then this guy goes quiet. I think God. I think thank God for that. So Gene and I talk, and then he comes back on the intercom. He goes, uh, "Won a lot of awards, haven't you?" What? So in the time he's been quiet, he's googled me. No. I said, "Yeah, yeah, a few." So that must be a funny position, though, you know, to have won that and now people forget about you. And you just think, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it is, but I'm not going to tell him that. And then he says, uh, then he laughs to himself. 
And I don't say, oh, what are you laughing at? You know when somebody laughs yeah, yeah, and they yeah, want yeah. you to ask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this pause. And then he goes, uh, always makes me laugh. And I don't say, oh, what's that? Yeah, I just yeah. like leave it hanging there. He yeah. goes, always makes me laugh when you see pictures of people on the internet and they look much younger than they do now. What? And they Why use these make... pictures of themselves looking young. Why does that make him laugh? It doesn't. It's just like, to, oh. I mean, it's just a way of telling me that I'm aging horribly. Yes. I didn't put a picture of myself on the internet. There are just pictures of me on the internet. It's like you're trying to deceive people like on a dating profile. It's not like that. I know. Oh, dear. So I still gave him a tip. (laughs) Of course you did. What's wrong with me? Oh. Uh, So, like I say, it doesn't really go anywhere as a story, but it's just like the worst, most exhausting story. But nice to hear your inner monologue spoken out loud by a stranger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, All your kind of fears about your own career and ability to earn a living vocalised. Yeah. And um, what was particularly bad about it as well was it was it was the I always try and tell myself to calm myself down. It's like Jeff, you're being irrational. But if that is the first thing he's thinking, it suggests to me, no, you're being completely <laughs> rational. And you're kidding yourself not to worry about those things. Mm. Quandary corner. At the Glatt Clinic here in Problematic. Annabelle. Mm, yes. First one is from Julia. We live in a ground floor flat with one set of neighbours above us, a couple with a small child. They are perfectly tolerable and we have very little interaction, which I think suits us all. They have always been reasonably quiet until they recently swapped from carpet to wooden floors. And now it's like they've adopted a herd of small elephants, such as the noise of the stomping. I had no idea that a toddler could pound so hard into a floor. And like most toddlers, he is always running around, often very early in the morning. It's getting to the stage where I feel I must say something as I can't take the banging anymore. But how on earth do I do this? And before you say it, we don't particularly want to resort to moving house. There's nothing to be done. What, just tolerate it? You can't tell somebody they shouldn't have wooden floors and you can't tell a toddler how to walk. You just have to live with it. Well, what do you think? They could invent a a fake competition in which the neighbours above win... Some slippers. a, (laughs) ...a hallway runner, which would soften the sounds... That's good. It's all right. It's not bad. I mean, it's tricky logistically. You'd also have to buy them a runner. Yes, you would have to buy it for them and you would have to invent a competition that they would have entered but then forgotten about. Just like, yeah, buy the runner, get it sent to them with a note inside saying, congratulations, you've won this uh, runner in the in the competition you entered. Couldn't and I hope just, it's for their you say paid. there was a draw of everybody in England? <laughs> Are they in England? I think that'd be something publicised, wouldn't it? Be on the news, wouldn't it? The winner of this year's draw for the (laughs) the hallway runner is... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, okay, so it's either do that or live with it or buy them slippers. You can't, you're saying you can't... I was in the queue at preschool Mm. recently Mm. and I witnessed something, what I found to be stunning. There were two parents ahead of me one parent turned around to the other and it quickly emerged they were neighbours, one upstairs, one downstairs. The downstairs were all either side by side, not sure. But anyway, one of them complained to the noise about the other. Hang on, complained about, complained to whom? Complained to the person behind them, who was obviously a neighbour, about the noise, since they were playing their music too loudly. But they did it in such a way that it was 
wasn't a really massive issue. And they seamlessly went from that just into chatting about a fox in the neighbourhood. <gasps> wow. No, I mean, I can't. I mean, you could say so. I'm just thinking now, like the only thing I can imagine is a passive aggressive comment like, oh, you guys were up early this morning or you guys were up early again this morning. Mm. But I think you can't tell somebody they shouldn't have carpet. No. no. And you can't tell somebody how their kids should walk around. Mm. You can have this thing done. Remember, I once looked at a house, when I was looking to buy a house, and it had, it had quite low ceilings, mm. which I mentioned. And he said that he'd had them reinforced because the, the lady upstairs was particularly stompy. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can you could like sellotape egg boxes to your ceiling. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. There we go. Cheaper. Yeah, but there's nothing. I don't think there's anything you can do. Mm. Okay. So it's either the hallway runner competition yeah. win or egg boxes in this. Like area. my wife is just very heavy of foot, for example. Mm. You never watched The Sopranos, did you? No. I think Tony at some point had some kind of mistress who was kind of uh, one-legged and, and would drag the one leg along a bit. And Sarah kind of walks like that. She's <laughs> very stompy. Right. And it wouldn't be pleasant to live underneath that. Mm. I don't like it when I can hear her moving around the house, to be honest. But it's just, I I live with it because that's how she walks. You can't criticise someone's gait. Okay. I don't think. Yeah. So, and you can't tell somebody they they should have carpets. Okay, right. So egg boxes. There's the rules. Okay, let's move on to Richard. I had to go to the opticians to get a different prescription for my reading glasses as things were taking a rather blurry turn for the worse. I'd been very happy with the frames I'd chosen last time and was dismayed to discover that they were no longer available. And if I were to keep the same frames, I'd have to go a few days without glasses. So basically, I had to pick a new pair. I tried on a few pairs, none of which suited, and I was starting to feel paranoid that the assistant thought I was vain, as they were just reading glasses after all. So I just took the next pair I tried, even though they looked really quite terrible on my face. So my question is, how long is too long when picking reading glasses? When I go next, I will time it and make sure I do not exceed the correct limit. I see his worry. You know one wants to be seen as vain. And if it's reading glasses, you, you shouldn't really care because you're only wearing them when reading. It's not like you're wearing them all the time and they're part of your face. What do you think? It's difficult. Um, Did you give a rough time? We think is too long. You wasted the the assistant's time by spending too long, or should you not care and just be able just to pick the ones that look great on your face? And yeah, but I I understand it. I understand it. I, you don't want I, to convenience I, them, do you? Yeah. I have nearly because it's difficult for me because my glasses are part of my face. Yeah, I've yeah. worn them all the time time for since I was a kid. Um, I'm just trying to think about it. Like, I like to take Sarah with me when I'm choosing frames mm-hmm. because feel that if it looks like it's taken a long time to the optician, I can kind of roll my eyes and make out it's her fault for not letting me. Oh, that's brilliant. Because there was a point at which I had a similar thing with these glasses, but not exactly the same, where um, I had to get new lenses put in or something and they were away for a while. So I had two pairs of spare, one for reading Mm. and um, one for wearing most of the time. And it really it became a problem for however many days or weeks that was in our marriage, me having this other pair of glasses around my neck and them looking like old man's glasses. It 
she had a real problem with it because it made her feel like she was married to an old man. <laughs> right. And she is extremely picky about what glasses I'm allowed on my face. Oh, really? Which I both like mm. because I trust her sense of style mm. and I can blame it on her to the opticians. Yes. So if you have a partner... Mm. You need to manipulate them into doing that so that yeah. they look like the bad bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't, would you consider hiring a sex worker to go to the opticians with you? What, to play the same role? Yeah. I mean, you could have moved from partner to ask a friend. <laughs> you didn't have to go straight to sex worker. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, I mean, I know, I just think it might be a nice change for them. Oh, I see. Getting paid to, for something to, different. To, well, to extend their repertoire. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Right, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. then, you know, um, uh, avail yourself of their regular services if if that doesn't feel <laughs> right to you. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying maybe like all of us in our jobs, it's it's quite nice to be asked. Oh, that's that's a, an out of the ordinary thing that yeah. I could try my hand at. Yeah, yeah. You know. Can you hear loud music? I can, yeah. Someone's having a little party outside the window. Have you noticed more and more people cycle past with music playing? No, that's that thing now. Yeah, like and when I spend a lot of time in New York, I would see it quite a lot there. People would cycle with a big uh, speaker attached to the bicycle, sharing their taste in music with the world. I it wasn't ever necessarily my taste in music. Mm. In my experience, if somebody is playing music loudly in a public place, it tends not to be the selection of the majority of people. Right, right. But that aside, that does seem to be a thing now. People cycling past okay. seems to have crossed the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. People cycling past with the speakers on the bicycles. Mm-hmm. I think that's possibly what we just heard there. Okay, well, there occasionally you are. it's a roller skater. We saw it. Yes. Um, uh, back to the glasses. Did I tell you that roller skate thing? I think I did, didn't I? What's that? I noticed on Instagram or social media or something that a lot of people seem to have taken up roller skating in lockdown. Okay. And I thought, I think I've even said this on the podcast before, and I thought to myself, oh, hang on a minute, there's an idea there. We've seen celebrities dancing, we've seen celebrities uh, ice skating. Yeah, yeah. Somebody should do celebrities on roller skates. Mm. This could be my big idea. Style like express style. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. So I texted it to two friends of mine who don't know each other and work in completely different companies working in TV development saying, here's an idea. Like, why has no one done a celebrity roller skating show? And both of them straight away texted back saying, everyone's trying to crack that format at the moment. It's the th- it's the holy <laughs> grail. Everybody's doing it. Um, yeah, so... The sex worker thing was it was just about that, just right? Like, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's transactional, mm-hmm. and maybe they they would welcome the change. Oh, not necessarily. You could just say to the assistant, "I'm sorry, I'm very indecisive. I'm not vain. I'm very indecisive. Uh, you go and do whatever you need to do, and I'll come and let you know when I finished." Maybe you could dress in such a way mm. that it would be extremely apparent that you're not vain. Yes. Because that's the worry, isn't it? Looking yeah. vain. Don't want to look vain. You could like smear all mud on your face. Mm-hmm. Go in raggedy clothes. Yeah, okay. Clothes. <laughs> what was that? That's a bit babyish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've cracked that. I think yeah. we've cracked both of them today. Okay. Pleased with all that. Good. Great. 
And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening to it. Listen, we're not messing about here. We really need stories of social interactions gone awry from you, please. The world is slowly thawing in terms of the way that we are all relating to each other. And it is your duty to go out there and do this poorly and report back to us. Email us, hello at adriftpodcast.com. Same email address if you um, if you uh, have a quandary, quandary corner, if you want to know the social etiquette in any given situation. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And I will finish this week's episode by asking... Would you like me to fill up your growler? Sorry about that, everybody. Oh, yeah. Podication time. This comes from Nancy. Her name was McGill. But she called herself Lil. But everyone knew her as Nancy. What's that from? It's Rocky Raccoon. Is it? Yeah. Um, I would love, says Nancy, a podication for my friend, Birdie. That's a good name, isn't it? Great. And Nancy, but yeah, like Yeah, both great. Although she was a friend of a friend, I didn't really know Birdie until she offered to spend a day hiking with me, as it's something I wanted to get back into since having my baby, and I don't know anyone willing to go with me. It made sense for us to travel together to the mountains, and she offered to drive. I was not really looking forward to having to make small talk for the two-hour journey with someone I don't know so well. I get travel-sick in cars, and find small talk very stressful. I had to sit in the back with a mask on due to COVID rules. And to my delight, instead of small talking, she immediately asked if I'd mind if she put a podcast on for the drive. She said, it's called Adrift. And we spent two blissful hours listening to your podcast and not really talking. I've been listening ever since and it's made lockdown a lot more bearable. I'm slowly working my way through all the back episodes as well as listening to a new episode every week. It turns out that Birdie is a super lovely woman who is kind and accepting and I will always remember that drive with her. I feel that is the perfect... If I had to say, ideal world, how would you like someone to discover this podcast? Mm. Like, what environment would it be most suited to being discovered? It it couldn't be better. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Just like wonderful. Birdie. Mm. Good old birdie. Do you know who I miss? Piggy Stew and Timmy Tiptoes. Oh, scary though, yeah. right? So scary. I don't know why birdie. Birdie, hello. <laughs> hello, birdie. Well, this this makes this makes me very happy. On in any number of ways, so I'm glad that that happened. I'm really glad to have Nancy listening. Really like the thought of these these drifters at high altitudes. Mm, yes, 
I'm imagining Nordic walking poles. Me too. And birdie sounds great. Especially the accepting stuff. Just wish more people would be accepting. Yeah. I know I didn't sound very accepting of conspiracy <laughs> theorists earlier on. Yeah. No. But I'm largely accepting. Largely, yeah. Me too. Um, so there we go I don't have anything to add other than that I think I've added plenty there we go then if you would like a podication email us hello at adriftpodcast.com and Nancy and Birdie happy hiking hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.